you for your presence tonight. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just had this, <clears throat> this picture tonight in... Um, As, I, as I'm standing here tonight and I'm leaning on this pulpit, um, in worship I just had this, I saw that and heard this. You know, you, you know when, when, God, when God is speaking to us, he's speaking to us through his word. And so you can literally see and hear things in ways that are just different. Sometimes they're odd the way you can hear and see and understand things from God. But I just, I, I just saw and heard this, that God doesn't want anything propping you up. He wants you standing clearly on your own two feet strengthened and empowered by him and him alone. God doesn't want any outside influence propping you up, holding you up. And I'll, I'll just say this, and I know this because of what I've been called to over the last however many years, 30 plus years in pastoring, that the reason that it takes the period of time that it takes for things to happen and manifest in people, in most people, is because all the props have to get removed. <laughs> and, you know, you know, tonight, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, well, you know, are you talking about this being a prop? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. There's so many things that we rely on and lean on and trust in. Many times because of the fear of being able to trust God. It's just, an, it's just natural. It's just the way it works. A person can trust in money. A person can trust in you know, in, 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 in a job being your source. Uh, a person can trust in, you know, in a help in so many other different ways, even physically. A person can put their trust in a doctor. A person can put their trust in anything. And all the things that I just mentioned are all good things. But they're not good props. They're all good things. Everybody say money's a good thing. I mean, you know, I've been with and I've been without and with's always better. <laughs> I mean, it's always better. Come on. Hmm? You not felt well and you felt well? What's better? Well. Right? But many times... 
in the journey that God is leading us on to trust Him, there are things that stand in the way to really be able to put our faith and trust in Him, and He wants those things removed. But God's not, the, He's not over there kicking the prop out from underneath you. And you'll keep the props, you'll keep stuff, and you'll keep, your, you'll keep a little leaning over here and there. But as long as the Word is going in and you're growing and maturing and developing, then over time, you get rid of the props. That's liberating. I don't, I, when I, when I don't need anything. I can stand on my own two feet and trust God 100% when, as we're getting to that place, as we evolve into that day to day. I mean, it's liberating. Because nothing in the world can move you. you and, and that's where God's leading us to. Scripture after Scripture, He tells us. He does not want us to be moved by the things that we see, hear, and feel. Only moved by Him. Led by Him. <clears throat> the series that we've started... Um, is just entitled prayer. And the things that I'm sharing with you, the things I'm going to go into tonight, I got a, I've got a statement tonight to give you that I believe is life-changing. A real simple statement, but I believe literally, if you'll meditate on it from here on out, it'll literally change your life. And what it'll change is, and what it'll work in you, is an expectation in God, no matter where you've had expectation in God, the statement I'm going to give you tonight will take you to another level. God spoke this to me. I don't, I don't tell you a lot of things that God speaks to me, but God spoke this to me and He told me, first and foremost, it was for my wife. <clears throat> first and foremost, it was for us when he spoke it to me, and after that he said, now I want you to speak it to just people you come in contact with, to the church body. And, and it's a life-changing statement that is very simple, but if you get it in the context of applying it to your life, it, it'll change you. It, I, I, I mean... It's been six days since God gave me this word. I got it in the night. I woke up in the night with this word. And it's one word from God, change your life forever. That's right. should be that way. You know, it's not a negative thing to change. <laughs> well, you worthless thing, you just needed to change. No. No, we change. You know, we live from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from from one experience to the next experience, we, we get more revelation and understanding, and then we grow and evolve into what God has for us. But the statement I'm going to give you, if you'll do something with it, it'll propel you forward in your expectation, your ability to believe in God. I'll give it to you in a minute. <clears throat> Last week we talked about, and I'm just going to remind you of a few verses of Scripture that we looked at and then talk about this statement. 
<clears throat> and the scriptures that kind of go with this tonight. Not kind of, they do. 1 Timothy 2.1 says, Therefore, I exhort first of all that, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. First of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks, different types of prayer. Scripture that we um, looked at last week in Ephesians uh, chapter 6. <clears throat> and it, and I thought I had that. I know I did. Here it is. In Ephesians 6, 18, he said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. I talked about <clears throat> last week, and, I, and I'm reminding you of this because I want you to continue to keep this, that these, he, he said, first of all, pray, and then he, I, I, I read to you three different passages of Scripture about praying always, um, praying without ceasing, and, and, and pray with all manner and different types of prayer. And, and there's different types of praying, but God wants us to do it always and never cease. And, and I talked about last week that your head goes, well, you know, I can't do that, but that's head prayer. But spiritually, supernaturally, inwardly, we can pray that way. We can pray without ceasing. But we have to know spiritually what that means. And, and where it starts is that it, that it is developing an attitude of prayer. First, you have to understand what prayer is. And it, it, it's simply, when you boil it all down, it's just communicating and connecting with God. That's what prayer is. It's communicating with Him. So there's all different types of prayer. Most people think that prayer is, you know, you just get on your knees, maybe put your hands together like this or whatever, and that you're in, you're in a mode or a position of prayer. You can pray standing on your head. Because prayer is communication. It's connecting with God. And God wants to develop in us the ability to pray without ceasing, to always be in an attitude of prayer, no matter what we do. In other words, He wants you conferring with him on anything that you do in life. And the more you become convinced of that, you'll do it. <laughs> You're talking, we're talking about the God of the universe, the God that knows everything about everything living inside of me. And if I confer with him on everything, then I'm going to know everything I need to know about everything that I find myself in. Now, you know, I was born at night, but not last night, right? And... Uh, I'm not that stupid to think that the God that knows everything, if I get success in listening to him and asking him and conferring with him and then understanding what he's telling me to do and I do it and it works like he said it'll work, why would I not confer with him in everything? 
To me, that's the greatest, at least to this point in my walk with God, that's how I've understood to pray without ceasing, to connect with him without ceasing, to never stop conferring with him about whatever I face, no matter what it is. That's how, that's how I've learned to pray without ceasing. Because when I find myself trying to figure something out where I've not conferred with God, I mean, you know, you know, people say, well, you know, God gave you a brain. You don't need to ask him about everything. And I used to think that. And still, in, in, until some of those ideas I got from my brain didn't work. And then I realized I don't want any more brain ideas. Hmm? I want God ideas always. So, I don't know, I, I've, I, you know, uh, the, the other day I was standing in my closet and I was thinking about a shirt I was going to wear and uh, it just came to me. Ask God. Why, why would you ask God about the shirt you're going to wear? Because my wife wasn't there to pick it out for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> but why would you ask God that? I mean, you know, you just, okay, you got church, pick one out. You know what? God likes you to ask him things. Did you hear me? I kind of whispered, did you hear me? God likes it when you ask him what he thinks about what you need to do. And, and he likes it when you take his advice and do what he says. And I realize that more today than ever before. And it's caused me and it makes me want to ask him and stay connected. So I'm praying without ceasing. I'm learning more and more every day how to pray always. All manner of prayer. Sometimes I'm on my knees praying. Sometimes I'm laying flat on my face praying. Sometimes I'm driving down the road praying. Sometimes I'm walking through a field praying. Sometimes I'm walking around the block praying. Sometimes I'm up here walking up and down the road praying. Sometimes I'm, I mean, praying without ceasing. There's all manner of prayer. There's all different types. He mentioned five of them in, in uh, 1 Timothy 2.1. Prayers, supplications, thanksgiving. One of the greatest prayers that I've ever learned to pray is going to God, thanking him, not begging him for things that I need. Thanking him based on what his promises said, what his word says he's already done for me. Father, I thank you that I'm healed. I'm thank you. I thank you, Father, for the peace in my life. I thank you for sweet sleep. I thank you for this, whatever it is. Lord, I'm thanking you because your word says it's already mine. It's a certain type and form of prayer that he mentioned right there. All manners of prayer. That we pray always in all manner of prayer. There's different things at different times that we need to be praying about. But just staying in that attitude of prayer, no matter what we do, I just I tell you, it makes your life, it enhances your life so much more when we learn to do that. Can you say amen? Um, <clears throat> so, Last week I read to you the, the model prayer out of Matthew chapter 6, which is the Lord's Prayer. And his disciples asked him, he said, Lord, teach us to pray. And, and I shared with you that 
at least my opinion is that Jesus just wasn't wanting people just to recite that prayer, but it was the revelation from that prayer that he wanted them to get, how that their needs were met, how that when you forgive, you know, when you forgive others, you're forgiven. You know, the, 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 in, the model prayer here is things that God wanted to establish on the inside of them. And I, f- I feel like that the Apostle Paul, in his letters to the church at Ephesus, prayed in, in, in Ephesians 1. We'll look at that right now, and then we're going to look at Ephesians 3 uh, towards the end right here in, in a few minutes. But in Ephesians 1, Paul prayed this. He said, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. And I always say, who believe the word of God. <clears throat> and and in, in this prayer, I believe it was a model. It wasn't that he just wanted us just to pray that and nothing else. But he wanted us to understand how that it touches so many points about your life that need to be enhanced on a day-to-day basis, and you need to be reminded of it. You need to be making declarations and making confessions and thanking God. Father, I thank you that I have that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are. I want to know you in a greater way. I want to be convinced of you. I I want to be able to trust you with all of my heart. And even though we have desires to do that, that doesn't just happen if we don't do something with what the promises say. If we don't develop an attitude of constant prayer and connection with God. When we have that, these things become real to us. And you know what happens? Those props get removed. Because when I'm standing on my own two feet knowing that God is giving me the wisdom I need to operate in the day, from day to day, in everything that I face, when I know that, I don't have to lean and rely on anything else. And yet, thoughts will come to try to tell me that it's not going to work. So tonight, I have this statement that I believe is life-changing, literally. It would do you well to make sure you Write it down, type it into your phone, or do something with this statement. Because this statement was directly to me from God. I know it was. And I'm giving you it, I'm giving this to you out of direction from the Holy Spirit that you and I need this. Okay? And this is the statement. God has made a way where it has seemed there was no way. God has already made a way for you where it seemed like there was no way. 
God has already made a way for you. I don't care what it is in life, but especially the things where it seems like there's no way it's going to happen. Especially those things. God has made a way for you in your life, and that way is revealed through his promises. And all of hell releases against you when you begin to get promises and see things in the Word. All hell is released against you to convince you that what seems like is going to happen is not going to happen. Case in point, Abraham in the Bible, Father Abraham. And Father Abraham was told he would become the father of many nations, and he heard that, and he believed that, and God said that to him, and he believed it was true, it was right. Time went on, and it didn't happen, and it didn't happen, and it didn't happen, and some things in his life began to surface, you know, some attitudes, you know, know, he he was a godly man. God picked him because of what was inside of him, what God knew was there. And, and along the way, some things surfaced. You know, he began, to, he began to lie about some things. He was not totally honest about, you know, how things really were. He didn't do exactly as God had told him to do. When he left, he took some of his relatives with him, and it caused him all kinds of issues. Um, after, a, after a good period of time when... You know, he didn't have a child. His wife was barren and there was no child. He tried to make it happen. And his, and his wife was in agreement that he sleep with, the, with, the, with you know, the, the housekeeper. And, and, uh, and they did. And they had a child and trying to help God out. But it was, it, was, it was wrong because they did what seemed right. And in Proverbs 16 and verse 25, it says this. Proverbs 16 and 25. There's a way that seems right, but the end is destruction. Everybody say seems. Say it again. Seems. There's a way that seems right, but it's not right. God has already made the way for you and I. I don't care what it is in in any area of our life. No matter what you're, where you're at today and what you're dealing with, what you don't see happening, he's already made the way, but especially the things that seem like there's no way. Now get this. For 24 years, Abraham saw nothing. And after 24 years from when God had told him that he had made him the father of nations, he was about 100, and his wife was about 90. And uh, they weren't like Old Testament 190. They're like present day 190. And after 24 years... Do you think it seemed as though there was not going to be a child? And I want you to think 
of a couple things and a couple of reasons, you know, we, we don't have time to think of 45 of them that he probably had, but think of a couple of things that were influencing him, making him believe and seem as though it wasn't going to happen for him. Number one, I mean, how long does this have to take? You ever said it? I mean, my gosh. The answer to that question is, until you believe. And Mark eleven twenty three says, until you believe with no doubting. I mean, Abraham believed that what God said was true. But then I think he did like a lot of present-day Christians do, that when they think God has told them they hear a good word preached, or I'm telling you tonight, God already has the way for you. Already has the way. And especially the things that seem like it's not going to happen. He's already got the way. It's already prepared. And a lot of present-day Christians, after it doesn't work for a while, or, or as they hear something good, they sit and wait for it to manifest. You know, well, God, you know, God will do it. God will do it when he's ready. Well, I think Abe thought that also. And I think that's why it went so long. But the Bible said in the 24th year, he began to change what he said. The Bible said he began to change his confession. And as he began to change what he said and begin to thank God in 11 months, in 11 months, Isaac was born. In 11 months. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, there's a lot said about Abraham in, in, in Genesis, from Genesis 12 on. For however many chapters in there, it talks a lot about it through the years and the things that he went through. But in, in Romans chapter 4, it says this. Abraham grew strong in faith, believing that what God had promised him, he was able to perform it. Because you have a devil constantly coming to you and coming at you, convincing you God can't do what he said he would do. And he sure wouldn't do it for you because look at all the mistakes you've made in your life. Look what's not worked in your life here, there, and, and, and other places. So for sure, he's not going to do it for you. But I'm telling you tonight, you take that statement that I gave you. God has made a way where it seems like there has been no way. And drive that down in your spirit and let God show you and reveal to you how real that is from Scripture. There's a way that seems right, but it's not right. And when you apply that to what the statement that God gave me, when you apply it to that, I'm saying to you, God's way is the right way and he's already made the way. you got to tap the way. Through his word and by his spirit, you have to tap that way, and it's not what seems right. It's not what seems right. 
It's always something different. That's why it takes so long, because we've been taught and trained in this life. Whatever it looks like, that's the way it is. If the news said it, it's gospel truth. There's more out there than just fake news. <laughs> it's demonic news. It's, it's demonic. Things that are said, that are twisted, that are not true in any way, shape, or form, it's demonic. It's the enemy trying to convince you of something that's not true. I'm telling you tonight, God has already made your way. I'm telling you, listen to me, let's just go through a list. He's already made the way for you physically. He's already made the way for you financially. He's already made the way for you where a career or whatever in life, whatever you're created here and put here to do, he's already created that. He's already empowered you to do and accomplish in life the desires that you have. He's already made the way for all of your desires to come to pass when your desires line up with His. And you can go on and on and on and on. I'm telling you, He's already made the way. But be convinced of this. The things that God shows us day to day and he reveals to us and he gives to us and empowers us with have very little to, from, from very little to nothing to do with the way things seem to be. Because that's what the word says. Look at this verse in 1 Corinthians, just to back this up, in 1 Corinthians 10. <clears throat> be good for you to read it in several different translations. But in 1 Corinthians 10, it says this, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. So nothing that you face... Nothing that has taken time or too long for you or whatever that you've not seen happen. Things that have, you've been attacked with in different ways in your life. They're all common to man. There's nothing that's uncommon to mankind. But God is faithful. who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation. Will also make the way... Of escape. He's already made the way for your deliverance. I don't care what it is. He's already, watch this, he's already made the way that you may be able to bear it, whatever comes. So in other words, whatever, whatever lie is trying to tell you and make, you see, make it seem like it's not going to come to pass, He's already made the way that even though it may not seem right in the natural, if you develop your relationship with him and you understand him in a greater way, it'll make all the sense in the world inside of you. When we know how to hear him that way, when we connect with him, that's, that's what this prayer life is about. 
You being convinced that when you don't see something the way you want to see it, that one of the types of prayers that's vital for you is that prayer of thanksgiving. Something's attacked your physical body. Reminding God every single day, throughout the day, Father, I'm so grateful and thankful. It doesn't seem like these symptoms are going to leave my body. But I'm so grateful that you've healed me and delivered me and set me free. Listen, I don't care if you're taking medication. I don't care if you're taking something else along with that. Do not keep yourself focused on what the problem is and not on the one that has the answer. There is no healer on planet earth but God alone. There's no healer. No doctors are healers. They'll tell you they're not healers. There's one healer, and his name is Jesus. Yeah. So my words of thanksgiving, God, I thank you that Jesus stripes what he, what he went through for me. He's healed me and delivered me. You know, if you're, if you're taking a couple of aspirins or you've gone to the doctor and you have, you know, some medication that you're taking, or you, you go to a health food store, you're taking things along with it, take them. Take whatever you need to as you're taking it, but Allow the words of your mouth to focus on how great God is. That's how we get out of allowing what seems to be overtaking us remain. Because I tell you, how many know, the symptoms in your body, man, they scream. They scream. They got, a vo- they got about a dozen voices or more telling you all kinds of lies. Come on, to believe that you could be healed? No, you got to do this, 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 and this. I'm not saying that there's not other things you can do because there are. But first of all, what? Connect with God. First of all, pray. First Timothy 2 1. First of all, pray. What is prayer? It's connecting with God. First of all, connect with God through His Word. He sent His Word and He healed me. He healed you. He sent his living word and healed us and delivered us. Can you say amen? And the healing that happened with the Roman centurion and his soldier, his servant, is the thing I say all the time. Because it says, as he believed, as the centurion believed, his servant was healed in the self-same hour. Father, if you did it for the centurion, you'd do it for me. That was that side of the cross. This is this side of the cross. That much more is available for us to receive because of what you accomplished. Father, we thank you. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. You laid your life down for me. I'm I'm saying anything that attacks your body, I'm just using things against where our physical bodies are concerned. I'm saying with anything, God has already made the way. And the way is through his promises. I've got to know his promises. I've got to be exercising those promises and allowing myself to be in a position to believe them. Because when I believe, without any doubting, I get the same exact results in my life that Jesus got in his. And I have to believe this. In Philippians 4, in verse 6, it's got two more, this and, and another passage 
And then I want to read the, the other prayer. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Be anxious, be worried, be fretful for nothing. 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 So every time you are, the command was not to be. You connect with him. Father, I'm, I am so anxious over this thing. I'm, I'm, I feel like I just want to fall down and, you know, curl up in a corner and cry. You don't think God doesn't know that you feel that way? He just wants you to connect with him. And what he'll show you and what I'm telling you to do, but what he'll show you by the Spirit is that when you feel that way, he wants you to connect with him. And when, I, when I'm connecting with him, I'm talking to him, just like you'd talk to any other individual. You're, you're talking to him and saying, Father, I, I, I feel this way, but I know your word says this. And so now I'm just, I'm coming before you said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all of your understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Does that seem like where that seeming word comes in is where your soul is concerned? Where it says, it says that there's a way that seems right up here. Head prayer. Head consciousness. There's a way that seems right, but the end is destruction. He said right here, if you will come before me and supplicate him and, and, and begin to pray and connect with me and come before me thanking me, in other words, you, you spent a little bit of time in my word to know what my promise is concerning the things that you're struggling with, and when you begin to come before me, he said, the peace of God will overtake your mind, wash your mind, and it'll be, bring a peace on you like there is no other peace. And you know whose peace that is? He said it's his peace that he gave us. So what he's doing is stirring up. What I'm doing, what I'm doing under his direction is I'm stirring up what's already on the inside of me and receiving what God has for me. I'm receiving the peace that I need to empower me to handle the situation that he's already made a way for. Huh. Wow. Hmm? He's already made the way. I mean, based on what I told you tonight, this statement, I would go home and write down anything that seems like it's not going to work in your life. Because I told you tonight by the Spirit of God speaking to me that he's already made the way for you in every area. Every area. There's not one thing left out. Not one thing left out. He's already made the way. And he said this. I want to I read this. Because this, I feel like, goes in line. This verse of Scripture goes so much in line with what I'm saying. And it's found in Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. 
And it says this, but Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it's impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. There's not anything, not anything. Why? He's already made the way. I just have to tap the way, spend time thanking God, connecting with him, and getting the plan about how to tap into the way he's already prepared so I don't have to waste time with a bunch of other ways. There's a way that seems right, but the end is destruction. There's a way that's in the head that you're trying to figure it out. It's the eternal that produces With men, it's impossible. With God, there's nothing impossible. Nothing. Nothing he won't do for people that believe him and trust him. Not anything. And so tonight, as we read this Ephesians 3 prayer, I want to point out two things and and we'll be finished. Ephesians 3 and verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit, where? In here. Not here. Here. This will become strengthened when this is strengthened. Your mind will become renewed when you're thanking God and acknowledging everything that God has already done for you. He's already done all these things for us. He's already made the way. But what's getting in the way are all these things that seem to be a certain way. Because they're, con- they're, they're, they're conflicting issues trying to convince us that what God's promised, he's not able to do it. And, and that's, what, that's what happened in Abraham's life for 24 years. But when he turned the tables on it, he began to change the things that he said. He began to change what he believed. Then we see the testimony of his life from year 24 on in Romans chapter 4. He didn't grow weak in faith. He grew strong in faith, believing that what God had promised he was able to perform. But he didn't feel that way for the 24 previous years. And most of us sitting in here tonight... We've had times where we haven't experienced what we wanted to see because of what is being developed. You're developing that belief system, believing after tonight that God already has the way paid for you. Whatever you need free of, whatever you need situations to change, he's already made the way. We just have to tap that. That's communication. That's what real prayer is. Because when I'm communicating with God, when I'm in that connection with God, it's not a difficult thing. It's not a labor. It's something that you want to do. But you have to develop that and work towards that and never quit. Those that quit, what happens? Doesn't work. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. If you quit, doesn't work. But if you stay with it, you'll get to the end. Can you say amen? And what is it revealed to us? That Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. 
we being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that we may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able, him who is able, to do exceeding, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, and I'll just say it like this based on what we're talking about tonight, according to what, to how much place I don't give to what seems right. According to that. But how I, my faith and my confidence is in the fact that I'm telling you, I've already made the way for you. I've already done it all for you. It's already done. It's completed. I've already made the way for you. Do not listen to voices that try to tell you and, and get you to think or and make it seem like something is not going to come to pass and happen. I'll just say, if there's things I need to alter within myself about the way I'm believing or what I'm believing for, then God will reveal that to you. He will. He'll show you. There's things that I thought I just had to have from God. And over time, when they didn't come to pass, he showed me, that's not really what I wanted. That was what you wanted. Okay, whatever. You think God's all freaked out about that? Absolutely not. So we alter it a little bit, and, and we change it, and we make the alterations because I want to be on the receiving end of everything God has for me. How about you? Okay. He's already prepared it. He's already set it up for us. Now we have to know him through this relationship with prayer. That's why I don't have any time to not be praying always <laughs> because then the seeming things get in the way and they seem and tell you and not going to happen. No, I don't have time to spend time doing any of that mess. Don't have time. You don't have time. I promise you, you don't have time. And tonight, what we're believing is that that power is working in us on a daily basis as we go before God thanking him. Lord, I thank you that I'm healed. I thank you for this. Listen, just you thanking God, that doesn't work like some little magic trick. Well, I'm going to thank God three times and then something's going to manifest. Okay? The thanking him for his promises is to change the way you think. Because, because okay, if I come to you and I ask you, do you believe that if I lay my hands on you and I show you in the Word, I said, you know, it says, lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Do you believe if I lay my hands on you that you'll be well of whatever that ailment is? If, if I came to you and I asked you that question. If there's any doubt there, you, you need to be taking something for it, you know, or whatever, because, because... When there's doubt, there's not going to be the manifestation that we're looking for. And so the confessions on a daily basis is not trying to get God to heal us. The confessions and the thanksgiving daily is to change the way we think so we can really believe that that's true. Do you understand? And everybody's at that place at one time or another. I don't care who you are. No matter what you face or what you're up against. I mean, if it's a little thing, if it's a huge thing, I'm telling you, everybody's at that place. So we have to be honest with our heart, but we have to spend time daily thanking God that he is what he said he is. That's what changed it for Abraham. Or it would have been another 50 years. 
And then they would have had to have a child at 150 and 140. Because it's not going to happen until somebody believes. And you're not going to believe until you change the way you think. And you'll never change the way you think until you change what you say. Amen? It's a great day to know this stuff. I mean, there's no day like today to know the things I'm talking to you about tonight. God has made a way for you. In those places especially that seem like there is no way, he's already made a way.